rest on me. There's nothing greater than the spirit of the heavenly one resting on us. And we know that that is true because of all of the good things that he has done. His amazing love, the way he has restored, redeemed, and rebuilt us in so many big and little ways. So this evening, could you just reach out and say, Heavenly Father, thank you for resting on us.
continue to praise that we continue to scream that to the heavens and to the earth god is so good god is so good he meets us in the hospital rooms god is so good he meets us in the office place god is so good he meets us at the dining table when we've had just a, a rough day god is so good he meets us exactly where we're at god we thank you lord for being so good for being so gracious god to forgive us when we mess up god and helping us to forgive others when they mess up god 
We thank you for being so good, for continuing to give us hope, God, in the midst of terrible circumstances, God, where it feels like the world is just against us. It feels like even the people close to us are just against us, God, but you are so good. You give us hope, Lord, that there will be better days, that there will be better moments, God, and that no matter what happens here on earth, the race that we finish, Lord, will end in heaven. God, we thank you for that promise, Lord. We thank you, God. We come here before you. God, I thank you for every single person in this sanctuary right now. I thank you that of all the places that they could be tonight, God, that of all, that of all the places we could be, God, it gets to be here, Lord, to come and rest at your feet, God, so that your spirit can rest on us, Lord, and grant us peace. Father, through the rest of our week, we thank you, God. We pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, good evening, church. Let's just take a moment. That was such a beautiful time of worship. Can we just give a big, big hand to our worship team? Thank you guys so much. Thank you. And let's just take a moment. Let's greet each other this evening. Hello, 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 church. Good evening. Welcome to Wednesday night service. It is yes. so good to see you. It is. It is no, so great. They are, they are not hearing us right now, Lena. I don't They're know, maybe so greeting each other. I love how friendly you guys everybody are a bunch is. You guys are You have too much to say to each other. <laughs> That's what's going on, right? Too much cheese men tonight on a Wednesday night? Oh, my goodness. No? Hello? Hi, church. <laughs> Hi. Hey, it is good to see you in the house of the Almighty. Yes. Um, my name is Roxy de Santiago. I, it is my honor to be part of your worship team and to yes. be standing here with this awesome person. Yes, my name is Lena Mazarianich. I am also part of the worship team and announcements team. And Roxy, I love getting to come up here and do announcements with you. Do you know what the hard part is? I love Lena, but I cannot pronounce her last name. It's okay. So we just call her Manny. Manny. I am Manny. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, we're here to give you some announcements. Let me just say, before we do the announcement, there, there is no way that we could cover everything. We don't remember all the dates and all the times. So luckily, we have some magic happening in the back and some stuff That's pops true. up behind us. If the, if the information that comes out of my mouth is different from the screen behind me, trust the screen and not what I say. Right? That is true. Just, just warning that you guys here tonight. Um, yes. But a couple of things I want to remind you guys of is um, some programs for men this morning. First of all, Men of Honor is Saturday, January 27th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Casa del Rey. And if you have any questions about what Men of Honor is, I'm not the most qualified person to talk about that. But I can tell you um, generally what it is. It is a gathering of Christian men from across the city of Albuquerque. Um, it's actually a, a bigger program than just the city of Albuquerque, but they gather on about a quarterly basis. Um, this
time that we'll be gathering at Casa del Rey. It's a time of worship, a time of growth, a, a time of sharing things that, that men need to share with men. That's, that's all yep. I know because I've never yep. been to Men of Honor. But I encourage you men to attend Men of Honor because um, no matter what the program is, if, if you are going to be fed God's word, it is an opportunity for you to grow that's and good. also an opportunity for you to help someone grow as well. Amen. Um, and also, um, men's Bible study is on Thursday, January 18th from 6 to 8. Uh, and Steve Alfaro um, is speaking this Thursday. So I encourage you um, to attend. Good speaker. I encourage you, men of honor, men of God, to attend both of these events so you could grow. Yes. That's what I got. And what's also happening tomorrow, January 18th, Thursday, <clears throat> from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., we are having young adults class. I love young adults so she much. She can speak about that. I, I can. can. I can. I'm a young adult, you guys. I'm a young adult. I'm qualified to speak on this. Yeah, I, I'm not. Okay. These are legitimately gray hair. <laughs> these, these, are, these are for real. They're for real, for real. Yeah, they're for real, for real. Oh, my goodness. Well, young adults in the room, I don't know how many. Can I see how many young adults are in here? I see some back there. Hi. All right. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Well, young oh, adults. I love you guys. Oh, look, there's some more. Hi. Ah. <laughs> well, young adults, I just wanted to let you know that tomorrow night we are having young adults here at the church, and I just want to tell you guys, it is such an amazing time of fellowship. We get to dive into God's word, and honestly, I have met so many incredible people. I've developed so many great relationships with people that, people that I have, you know, you see, you see them Sunday and Wednesday, and it's always like, oh, hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. That's good. You know, the typical go-back conversation, but during these, during these times where we really get to spend together one-on-one, -on -one, you get to know each other on such a deep, personal level. And it's so great to be able to be vulnerable around people who will pray for you, people who will encourage you and lift you up with the word of God. It is always such an amazing time. And so young adults in the room, I may not know all of you personally, but I would love to. So if you are free tomorrow night at 7 p.m., I encourage you, please come. Hey, Ms. It'll Lena, what's the time. ages for that young adults? It is 18 through 25. 18 through 25. Yes. Just think about it, church. At the age of 18 through 25, the decisions that you were making, what you were going to do when you grew up, if you were going to get married or not married, if you were going to go to school or not school, do you know how critical those decisions are? They are literally life-changing decisions. And what better way than to make those decisions when you're grounded in Jesus Christ right. and you know the purpose for which he has called you. So if you're, right. if you're not in that age group, I am, we'll, we'll find something else for you to do. But if you know someone is in that age group, um, then I encourage you to invite them as yes. well, right? Yes. Um, so if you're not in that age group and you're a sister, I talked about the men's stuff, but if you're a sister, um, there is a sisterhood retreat. Uh, just as a reminder, we talked about it on Sunday. There is a, a retreat that's coming up um, March 8th through March 10th in Glorietta. Glorietta's not that far away. It's, it's less than a day drive, and it's totally, totally worth it. Um, an, an opportunity for you guys as sisters to just grow in Christ and become rooted and grounded and become amazing leaders of your home, of your workplace, of your community, um, and in this church and in the lives of the people that you touch in so right. many different ways. So I encourage you to come out um, yes. to Glorietta and take one of the extra seats that just got opened up. We're excited to have you there. Yeah. Yeah. I hear it'll be a great time. I hear I hear <laughs> Where will you be? You will be out of town already. I will be out of town, unfortunately, <laughs> that weekend. Otherwise, I would go. This is but Lena telling me, you go ahead, Roxy. Yeah. 
That's okay. Well, we know that we know that you have a busy life with all your military stuff. That's okay. We're going to forgive you because you're defending the nation. (laughs) That's what we're going to do. Well, you know who else always has a busy life? Amen. Parents. Amen. She's defending the nation. Parents in the room. Okay. Parents always have a busy life. Parents do have a busy life. So, okay, what are we doing? I'm going to yes. stop now. So I'm going to let you parents know. I'm not a parent. I have a puppy, though. I know he's a handful, so I can only imagine how kids are. Parents, Saturday, January 27th. That's not this Saturday, but the Saturday after. P- mark your calendars, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. You are free. All right? We are having a parents' night out here at New Beginnings. If you do want to bring your child, you will have to register them. It's very important that you do register them. That way they that way the caretakers know how much food to provide for them. Um, and if they so eat they know lot, who they are. If they eat a lot, could you also let them know so we can buy double the snacks that for your be kid? Good. That would be good. <laughs> I had those kinds of kids. They needed double snacks. You know what? I think I think I make Lena nervous when I stand up here and do announcements with her because I talk all the time. I'm sorry. No, no. Okay. You're good. You're good. I, I'm a, a, like I'm getting the whole sign over here from the back that says cut it out out, (laughs) Roxy so um, all of the things that we talked about today and so so many more are available for with more information on our app on our Facebook page Mm -hmm. on our web page or by calling the front office and just figuring out what is available you take that call right she will she's sitting over there she would take that call gladly from you Um, the app also does all kinds of amazing things not only does it give you the information that you need but it also allows you to communicate with us so that you can Mm -hmm. tell us what you need Um, what we do at New Beginnings Church is to reach up to Jesus Christ to make sure that you're connected and we try to reach in amongst ourselves so that we can grow, that we could teach each other to grow. Iron sharpens iron, the Bible says. And we try to always be iron to sharpen other iron because we need that when we walk out the door. We need to be sharp iron so we can share the love of Amen. Jesus Christ outside, Amen. right? And then we do all of those things. So that app will give you um, a way to do that. But there's another amazing thing on that app, the little heart. Yes, what the is little it? heart. I love the little heart. The little heart will lead you to a page where you can give to our church, where you can offer to our church. And, man, I know we say it every week, but it's because it is so true. We would not be able to do this without your faithful tithes and offerings, church. Honestly, the lights in the house would not be on right now if it was not for you. Our mics would not be working right now if it was not for you. Some of you might be wishing our mics were not working by right now. Maybe, maybe. But church, we cannot say it enough. Thank you so much for just your faithful giving and your faithfulness. We appreciate it. And so that is all we have. Would you turn your attention to the screen? Thank you, church. Amen, the family. 
for dealing with family matters. And I really hope it'll be a blessing. If uh, you're in the 6th grade to 12th grade, we do have uh, youth worship that's going on right now. And you're more than welcome to make your way over there. So if you didn't leave already, uh, the youth are right across the hall. And the ushers, if any kids get up, please guide them over there. Um, guys, we uh, I, I call this definitely not a, a, a unique or original title. It was a TV show named uh, Family Matters. And I called it Family Matters because families matter. Family matters to us. They're supposed to. And we also have a lot of matters in the family, a lot of issues that we have to deal with. So I want to try to help us learn how to deal with issues before they deal with us. Because if you keep ignoring stuff in your family, I guarantee you it will not ignore you. And it'll catch up to you sooner than what you think. And it'll come after you. And before you know it, your family's unraveling. You wonder what happened, how it happened, when it happened. And so I'm trying to help us be aware of some of the things happening around us in our family so that we could be aware of those things and deal with them. So I'm going to be in the Proverbs tonight. If you brought your Bible, turn to Proverbs chapter 24. And we're going to be in verse 5 and 6. That's where we're going to start. And it says, The wise are mightier than the strong, and those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. So don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors. God, I really pray that you help us understand when wounds cut deep, how we could address that and get the help we need to heal them. And I pray this in Christ's name, amen. There are some signs that we need to be looking at that fa your family can need some help. When a family needs help, there's just some signs that really spring up. And the first one is that there, there are secrets that we don't talk about. Don't tell anybody that dad that kicked the dog, bit the cat, knocked a hole in the wall. Are you with me? Don't, don't ever say, and we have all these secrets that we don't want to be leaked out because we don't want anyone to know that we have problems. Or one or more of your family members are struggling with some kind of addiction. And you don't know what to do about it, but you're like, I think we have some problems. Or one or more in your family are struggling with depression or rage. And you really see them locked up in a room. You see them uh, really imploding. And then all of a sudden they have all this anger because they don't know how to deal with it. And they deal with it wrong. And it ends up turning into a lot of rage. Or one or more of your family have control issues or they have codependency issues. They're, they're, they have to be in control or they're always just saying yes, yes, yes. They never know how to say no. They don't know how to put clear-cut boundaries in the family or for themselves for that matter. You also know that there's issues in the family when there are family issues in communication 
You either don't communicate or you don't know how to communicate. You talk to each other like you hate each other. You talk to each other with such disrespect. Or you just ignore each other, which also sends uh, a communication that you don't care or you hate somebody or they perceive it like that. You have financial problems that you never want to talk about. You have boundary issues that you don't want to set. You have sexual issues that now you it's just getting worse and worse. You have rage because of all these issues that you have. Or you have this really a, a tremendously low self-esteem that you're constantly beating yourself up and you say, I'm a horrible father, horrible mother, I'm a horrible son, horrible daughter. I'm, I'm just horrible at everything. And you're you're beating yourself up. And these are signs that families can really use some help. But then there are the unsolved, broken relationships. Those relationships that either they're romantic relationships, they're, they're marital relationships, they're sibling to sibling, uh, parent to child, child to parent, uh, just broken relationships or some very deep personal losses in your family that you just don't deal with. There's stuff that has happened and, and, and you don't know how to deal with it or you just ignore it like it's, it didn't happen. Just don't talk about it. We had a tragedy. Someone in the family got beat up. Someone in the family got raped. Someone in the family got molested. Someone in the family, and, and, and you don't want to talk about it, so you just ignore it. It never happened. But all that pain is in there, and everyone's walking around on eggshells and nobody even knows how to deal with that pain and confront that pain. And before you know it, you have all this drama. So I want to talk about when those wounds cut deep, how you start healing that and what you do. And the very first thing is this. Realize that everyone needs help from time to time. Everyone needs help. Everyone. Every single one of us. I need help. You need help. We need help. They need help. We all need help. We really do, but we don't like to ask for help. We're too prideful. We don't want to go to a counselor. We don't want to go to counselor. I'm not crazy. What, you think I'm crazy? No, no, you're not crazy. No one said you were crazy. You just need some help in guiding you through this. What, you think you're calling me stupid now, huh? You think I'm too stupid to get out of this mess? You think, no. We all just need some help. We need, we need some help. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26. Those who trust their own insight are foolish. How many times have you just trusted you? I know what I'm doing. I know, leave me alone already. I got it. And you're in a mess. But anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Like... You might have a flat tire, and you're like, oh, man, I don't even have a jack. And someone comes by, hey, bro, you need some help? No, I got it, man, I got it. I'm a man. I know how to change a tire. So they drive off, and you go, and your wife goes, why didn't you ask them to lend you a jack? I got it, babe, I got it. What are we going to do, man? What are we going to do? It's like, it's okay to... Have a need and admit it. It's okay to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with that. We all need help at one time or another. We can't do everything on our own. It's okay to really say, 
I need help. It's okay to say, I don't know how to do that. It's okay to say, you know what, we're going to get through this together. It's okay to say, you know what, I got, I got this with you. But you know what, we're going to get the help we need. In Proverbs chapter 26, verse 16, it says, Lazy people consider themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. Haven't you ever seen that? Go to a counselor. I know what they're going to tell me already. Well, then do it, <laughs> you know? If you know it, then do it. Man, I could, I could run circles around. I could, I could tell them how to counsel. Uh, they go to counseling. But there you are, stuck in a mess. There you are, not knowing what to do. There you are, going like, well, this is a fine how do you do. Now how am I going to get out of this mess? And, and there's people there that want to help. People that want to help, like some might want to do it for all the wrong reasons. So let it hold, hold it over your head the rest of your life. Oh, you should have seen I had to help them. They don't know nothing. I was talking to a lady the other day, and she said she went out on a date with a guy for the first time, and they got a flat tire, and the guy didn't know how to change a flat. So she had to do it for him. And I was like, wow, did he at least say thank you? It's like, see, sometimes we're so embarrassed, we don't want to ask for help when help is right there. He didn't ask her for help. She just saw that he didn't know what to do, so she took the lead. Then he was so embarrassed, he didn't say anything. I go, did he ever ask you out again? He goes, no. <laughs> I go, wow. See, all of us need help at one time or another, but when you don't admit it and then you find yourself in a pit and you find yourself in a mess and you're afraid they're going to say, I told you so, and some might. But you know what? It's not about being told I told you so. It's about saying, you know what? I'm in a mess right now. And I need some help. I can't get out of it by myself. I need some help. Are you willing to help me? I'm, I'm in a situation I didn't plan on being in. Would you be able to help me? See, there's nothing wrong with humbling ourselves. But we need to realize everyone needs help from time to time. Everyone. Everyone. The second thing we need to realize if, if we have deep wounds is realize that Outside help is a sign of wisdom, not weakness. Getting outside help is not a sign of weakness. It's of wisdom. You were smart enough to ask. You were smart enough to put down the shovel, quit digging, saying, I'm in a mess. I'm in a hole. I don't want to dig any deeper. I don't want to mess myself e even more. I need help right now. I need to get out of this mess. I realize right now that I need help, and I am smart enough to realize that. I have wisdom enough to know that I don't know how to get out of this. So I need help right now. I need help. And it's really amazing how God will seem to send people your way right when you need them. God seems to send the right person at the right time with the right skills at the right moment to help you for your situation. 
So don't be afraid to ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. You're smart enough to realize, I don't know how to maneuver myself out of this, but I know there are people that are. So I'm going to call on those people. And it's important that you do that. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 23, it says, Pride ends in humiliation, while humility brings honor. Isn't that the truth? When you're all prideful and, I don't need anyone's help. I don't need anyone's help. I got it. I got it. I forget one time there had been a wreck, and they were diverting traffic, and the, the lane, and then the cars were really backed up. And so they're pulling the lanes over, and this guy in a, a, a truck was like, I'm tired of waiting in line. So he was going to jump over the barrier, but the barrier was real high. And there was a dude going, wait, wait. And the guy's going over the barrier. And the guy's going, wait, dude, wait, wait. And he's pointing to the barrier. And the guy's like, I see the barrier. But it wasn't about the barrier. There was this pole there. And he's there, wait, wait. And the guy just goes. And the pole went right through the side of the tire. And just blew the tire. Just popped it. Just But destroyed the tire. And now the truck is there stranded. And everyone that's looking was going, dude, they warned you. He was telling you, stop. He was going to move the pole. He was trying to help you. But no, I don't need anyone help. I got a big truck. Get off. Watch what my big truck what you, could do what your little car can. And the little car's going, yeah, my little car could keep going. <laughs> See you later, big truck that doesn't need any help because you're so prideful. And you end up in humiliation. Because you could do it on your own. But humility brings honor. If he would have just waited, the guy's going, just wait. I'm a big old truck, man. I'm a four-wheel drive. I'm a uplifted high truck. But I'm going to humble myself and say, go for it, dude. Whatever you're telling me, I can't see it. But, dude, thank you. Wow. And he would have gone right over that barrier like of nothing because the pole was now out of the way. But see, we're too prideful. We're too prideful to admit we need help. We're too prideful to admit that someone might know a little bit more than us. And they're trying to help us. They're not trying to show off. Oh, some might be, but you know what? God will deal with them. You humble yourself. You humble yourself and say, you know what? I need help. I'm smart enough. I have wisdom enough to know I need help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 27, verse 12, it says, A prudent person foresees danger and takes precaution. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. <coughs> I'll never forget one time on the freeway. They had the orange barrels, and they had the orange barrels, and they were starting starting to merge everyone to the left. And you could see that there was nothing going on yet. And there was a bend in the road, so we couldn't see what was on the other side of the bend. But this guy's going like, I don't need to keep waiting in line. I'm going to cut way in front. So he went behind the orange barrels, 
and he's walking down the road, and everyone, because I don't know if everyone was thinking what I was thinking, but I was thinking, Ora lo verás, vato. Ora lo verás, which means you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Because there's a hole on the other side of that bend. And when we all got there, the dude's front end was in the hole. Because I had been by there a million times already, it seemed like. And I knew right on the other side of that turn, there was a big hole, and, and it came up on you right away, and the dude's booking, and, he, and you could see where he slammed on his brakes, and there was a barrier, and, and the two front tires went over. He didn't go all the way in. And I didn't laugh. I, I just thought, they told you. They put barriers. They put warning signs. They put workers ahead. They put danger. They put caution tape. They put everything to help you, but no. Good thing there's no one in this room that is like that, that you ignore the signs. Back in the 70s, you guys weren't even a thought of. You weren't even, you weren't even a twinkle in your dad's eye. Your dad didn't even twinkle in those days. Some of you are old enough to remember songs, signs, signs everywhere, the signs. Locking up the scenery, feeling my mind. Do this, don't do that, can't you read the signs? And it was a, a song all about signs and how people ignore signs and all the trouble they get into because they ignore the signs. And guess what I see when I think back on it now? That'll preach. Because you know what? It's saying it right there in the Bible. The prudent person foresees the danger. Danger, danger, danger. Yield to the left, yield to the right, merge, lane ends. Do not cross barrier. They say the prudent man foresees this danger and takes precaution. But the simpleton, that's a nice way of saying the tapado, <laughs> the stopped up one, the, the stubborn one, goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. I got it. Hey, look at me. Hey, see you guys. <laughs> oh, man. That must have been an open hole that he wasn't expecting. Realize that outside help is a sign of wisdom, not weakness. Then another thing we need to realize is that you need the right kind of help from the right kind of people. It's like, let's say you have a bad transmission, and the sign says, automotive windshield. Oh, there they go. They fix automotive there. Hey, I got a bad tranny. Well, we, we only do windshields here, windows. But I, but I need transmission work. You say automotive. Yeah, we, it's automotive, but you need the right kind of people, the right kind of help. Go to the right help. And we all need, we all need the right kind of people. There's three kinds of people every person should have in their life. The first one, we need companions. People that we're going through life with. People that you're journeying through life with. They're your homies. They're your companions. They're your friends. They're your bros. They're your broettes. Or whatever, your, your sisterhood. But they're people you're doing life with. 
They might know, not know anything about cars. They might not know anything about medicine. They might, they're, but they're there for you when you need them. You're sick and you're going, dude, I, I can't even walk, man. Is there any way you can help me? And they go there and they help you and they help pick you up and they put you in the car and they take you to the doctor. They don't know anything about medicine. They don't know anything about anything except they are your companions. They're friends for life, man. They are doing life with you. They love you. They want to help you. You could count on them. They're the people you have on your speed dial. When you're in a situation, you go, hey, man, I, I really need some help right now. And then we all need some, a coach. We need coaches in our life. Someone that leads you, guides you, instructs you. Someone that's teaching you about life. Someone that you can say, <clears throat> you know what, man? Uh, I'm going through a situation at work. It's a situation where um, I want to take my supervisor by the neck and beat him up. And uh, I don't know if I should do that. No, 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 calm down. <laughs> Let me coach you through this. I went through a situation like that before. I, I, I wanted to get my supervisor, and I wanted to wring her neck, but no, no, look, there's a different way of handling it. You know what? I know you and your wife are having some trouble right now. You're not communicating well with your kids. You haven't been communicating with your mom or your dad. You haven't been communicating with your siblings. Let, let me help you. I want to teach you how to do that. Let me coach you. I, I'm not bragging like I, I got it all. No, I'm just letting you know that I've been through that. <clears throat> and I've been through a situation almost identical, and we made it through. So let me help you through this. Let me coach you. A coach is guiding you. It's like when you're, you're like, I, I had never played golf before. And this guy invited me to play in a tournament. I go, well, I don't even know how to play. And he goes, well, here's a club, here's a ball, try to hit it. And, and, and I'm looking down like that, but I'm like, like a baseball player. Ooh, and he's like, hey, slow down, dude. Look, you got to try to keep this arm straight, look down, pull back, and then pull, and follow through. And, and, and he's showing me, and he's teaching me, and he helped me. And I made it through that day, and I was horrible. I was the worst guy on the whole team out there. And uh, so I only used to play golf once a year uh, with that guy at his tournament just because I encouraged the guy and loved the guy and wanted to support him. And one year I played, and, uh, and I was hitting a really good ball that day. I was like, wow. And it was a four-man team. And uh, they go, okay, we got to get over there and try to get in the hole in five shots. And everyone got a real horrible first shot. So they go, come on, Mansfield, it's up to us. You've been hitting a real good second shot. So I get up there, and I get my iron. It was a, I was using a two iron, for those of you that golf. And, and I get ready, and, and I go, and, and, and man, in five par, uh, five, you know, going five par hole, and, and, and there's two lakes on both sides and a little stream in the middle, and they go try to get it right between them. It's going perfect, man. Going, yeah, Mansfield, it's looking good. And it started cutting to the left. And there was a duck right there. And and I'm looking, I'm looking, I go, oh man, it's gonna hit the duck. And and I really yelled, duck! 
I really did. I know that's stupid, but, but I promised this. Really, I promised before the Lord this happened. The duck looked up. And when he looked up, the ball hit him right in the head. Boom. And then it knocked my ball onto the green where I wanted it. I was like, yeah, baby, I got it. And the duck went, and he fell over. So my son was there, and this guy from church was there, and they got in the cart, and they went down there. And, and they go, and the duck was there all flopping, and, and they go, man. And my, my son goes, he's talking to the guy, Virgil, I think my dad killed a duck. He goes, oh, let's. So he started giving it mouth to Bill. No, I, I promise you this. David, this came out on the radio. And, and so he's got it, and he's there, and pumping the stomach. And then he stuck the face in the water and splashed it. And he put it in the water, and the duck started swimming. And he did like four donuts, and he fell over. And, and I was all happy because I got the ball on. And they were all sad because I killed a duck. And uh, so it was a tournament, and we were one of the last teams. And when we went into the clubhouse, right when I walked in, they go, and here's the duck killer now. That's Pastor Mansfield. And I'm like, really? Golly, man. So one time I'm at the Christian bookstore, and I'm buying some stuff. And they go, do you have an account with us? I go, yeah, Richard Mansfield. And the lady there goes, oh, are you the duck killer I heard about on the radio? I go, well, I'd like to be known for something other than duck killing, you know, but yeah, that's me. I had a coach that was coaching me how to play golf, but I should have got a better coach, see? (laughs) But it was just a crazy time, so I don't play golf anymore. But in golf, if you get a birdie, that's really good. So if they go, have you ever got a birdie? I go, have I? <laughs> I? Took him home for dinner that night, man. No, I didn't take him home for dinner, but I did kill a duck. And, and then we don't just need companion and coaches, but we need counselors. We need someone to counsel us. And um, I don't know why we were brought up that we shouldn't go to counselors. Only weak people, only messed up people go to counseling. What do you think you are? You're all messed up. Your marriage is messed up. Your parenting's messed up. Your relationship with your parents or your siblings are all messed up. You're all messed up at work. You got so much rage and you got anger issues and you got all kinds of issues, but, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was born this way. I'm fine. This is the way I am. No, you need a counselor. And I, I, I shared my story a couple weeks ago on a Sunday morning, but first time I ever went to a counselor is a friend of mine. I respect him tremendously. But I, I, I never realized how many, how many trust issues I had. I go, hey, uh, just for the record, I know we've known each other and I respect you. That's why I'm here. But... Uh, I just want you to know that if I ever hear you blabbing my stuff outside of this office, I'm going to sue you. And he goes, wow, you have some trust issues, huh, Richard? I go, yeah, I do, dude. I I love you and I trust you, kind of, sort of, but not really. (laughs) See, find a counselor that you could trust. Find a counselor you could talk to. I tell people, look, there's a black hole. I go, when we have a conversation in the counseling room, there's a black hole. 
everything stays in that hole. We don't bring it up. We don't bring it up. So the fourth thing we really need to realize that because every family has wounds. Every family has some hurt. Our kids have hurts we don't even know about. We don't know what's gone on at school or what's gone on at, just even in our own homes, stuff that we've done, ways we've reacted. Our spouses have hurt. Our husband, I don't care how rugged your husband might look, I'm telling you, man, men walk around with some wounds that are so deep, we hide them real good. And then you kind of see your husband and you go, man, I sure hurt him. Babe, are you okay? Of course, I'm okay. I'm the tough, rugged man you married. I'm tough as nails. <laughs> Babe, you really hurt me, man. I'm tough. I'm tough. I don't know how the dust got in the house, but I got, I, I'm, not, no, I'm not crying. We, we have wounds. So the last thing I want to say is that realize that God must do the inside work of the heart. At us, we get to help with the outside, to help our family, help ourselves, help our family, to help them because they need to talk. They, they need to talk. Because I, I don't want anything to fester. I've, I've had talks with my family before where I go, hey, let's talk. And then they go, what's wrong? I go, well, this happened you know, an hour ago, and now that everyone's calm, I, I just want to talk. Dad, it's just us, man. We're kind of amped up, but we're good. I go, okay, I just want to make sure because I don't want it to turn into something that then turns into something. Are you with me? We've we got to deal with stuff that we could deal with. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, it says, the Lord's light penetrates the human Exposing even the hidden way. So God's light has a way of going in there where you and I can't even go in there sometimes. We don't even know how to get in there, and God goes in there, and he, and he exposes everything. And now you can really deal with it, and you go, wow, what's wrong with me, man? Wow. God showed me that, and, and they're like, man. But I hit it real good. And you did. But you hit, didn't hide it from God. God wants to help us. He wants to heal us. God's not the bad guy in this. Well, then why do you let it happen? Because we live in a sinful world. We're not robots. If he took all the sin out of the world, that means we would be robots. Because we're the ones that introduce sin. We're the ones that keep doing it. Adam and Eve, they went for it. Devil tempted them. They grabbed it. And guess what? To this day, the devil tempts us. And what do we do? We grab it, and here we are. So do not let these things get out of control. Don't let them fall apart. Don't let these things crumble 
Don't let these things unravel. Let God deal with the inside. You deal with the outside. Deal with what you can deal with. But quit trying to manipulate people. Quit trying to control people. Quit trying to guilt them into stuff. Help them and say, you know what? I see you hurting. Can I pray with you? Because God can heal the broken wounds of our life. And if they say, no, I don't want to pray, pray for them anyway. But don't pray out loud. If they already said, don't pray for me, don't go up there and go, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that evil spirit. Just, just pray for them. Just pray for them. And just, and you don't even have to go right over them. They go, what? Nothing. What? And they're going, and they're like, man, they think, oh my gosh, my mom's gone crazy. She's about to kill me. I don't know if she's casting a spell on me or praying for me or casting out demons. I don't have demons. I just, I'm hurt. I don't have demons, man, dad, dad, man, mom, mom, dad, son, daughter, brother, sister. God, quit treating me like I'm possessed. I'm just wounded. You hurt me. And I don't want to hear about you or your God right now because you didn't act like a Christian. Why should I call on God? So they're mad at God. They, they, they still trust God, but they don't trust him through you because they don't trust you. So let God work on the inside. Do what you can on the outside and be smart enough when to know to step back. Be smart enough to know when to back off. Be smart enough to know when to step in. Be smart enough to know we're going to pray. Be smart enough to know when to just hug them and not say anything. Be smart enough to know when to hug them and say, I love you. Be smart enough when to hug them and say, you know what, we're, we're going to get through this. What can I do to help? How can I help you? And they might say, let go of me. Oh, sorry. You know, because you're squeezing them so tight. But all kidding aside, I really mean that. It's like be sensitive to what's going on around them and to them. Love on them. Help them. Guide them. Make sure you let God work on the inside. So bless them. All of us carry pain. We just know how to hide it well. I always joke around about it because that's how we are. How you doing? Oh, I'm great, man. I'm, I'm really good. Everything's great. It's peachy, creamy, hunky-dory. You're a big liar. You just bawled your head off outside in the parking lot, and you're like, okay, God, I got to run the church. Here I go. Everyone's going to ask me how I'm doing, and and I'm a mess, but I've got to tell him I'm okay. And here I go, <laughs> okay. And then you come in, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, man. God bless you. Doing good. Had a, had a rough day, but I'm doing good, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm making it. I'm making it. No, you're faking it. You're, 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 you're getting through it. That doesn't mean you have to say, I'm falling apart and everything. Oh, but you know what? You can say, hey, I can really use some prayer right I'm doing all right. But you know what? I'm, I'm a little beat up right now. Life's been overwhelming. Life's been overwhelming. We've had a lot of death recently in our congregation. And yesterday, I looked at Tomas, and he looked at me. 
both of us all beat up, all rattled. One of the girls in the home was murdered. The knife taken. Two women died today from our congregation. One died last week. It's like, man, one another, another me. And it affects you. And you feel it. It's like, oh, someone the other day, how you doing? I go, man. Yesterday was brutal. He goes, Pastor, call me when you need prayer. I go, thank you. I'm going to now. Because you know what? There's times as your pastor I need prayer. There's, there's stuff that I carry just in my own self, let alone people call and they pour stuff out on me. And sometimes I don't get it to the Lord fast enough. He says, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. So you know what? When you guys take it to me, I take it to God right away. So God, they're so wounded. They're hurting. They're overwhelmed. So am I. So God, I'm giving it to you because you can handle it better than me. Because he says right there in Proverbs 20, 27, the Lord's light penetrates the human spirit. He penetrates the spirit, exposing, exposing even hidden motives, those things that we don't even know. And then he says in Psalm 127, verse 1, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. So he's saying, you know what? It's time that we step up. It's time that we get real and realize that there's wounds that cut deep. There's wounds that people can't see, but God can. There's wounds that you're carrying that, that have penetrated inside your home. Mom and dad are hurting each other. Or mom and dad are hurting the kids with words that are just beating them up. And brothers and sisters are hurting each other with actions and attitudes, motives and conduct that is just unbecoming of a Christian and of a family member. And there's people in the household that are acting like they don't even know each other. And they don't even love each other. And they're supposed to be there for each other. Cut some slack and realize everyone has wounds. So instead of attacking, saying, whoa, that guy usually isn't like that. That lady's usually not like that. Something must be going on. I need to reach into them and say, what's happening? You're not yourself. You're usually really jovial. You're usually incredibly kind. And something's going on. You're not yourself. And let them start allowing God to heal their wounds. And maybe even use you to do it. So tonight, I really pray that you would start by saying, God, Heal the wounds of my life, the wounds that I've never surrendered to you. 
the wounds that I carry and I act like if everything's fine, but it's killing me, Lord. It's eating at me. And you keep carrying it on your own and you've never surrendered to God. You've never surrendered it to the Lord. And tonight, if you want to give it to the Lord and you've never given it to Jesus and you've never received him as your Savior and Lord, and you want to do that, raise your hand and say, Pastor, I want to receive Christ. Say, that's me. Anyone here? Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Anyone else? Anyone else? I, I, I am so excited. You're making a great decision. I'll never forget the first time I made that decision. And everyone in the room was freaked out. <laughs> so as you raise your hand, would you stand? Because we want to pray with you. Church, would you would you pray? Let's let's say this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, you know the wounds of my life, the pain I've been holding. Today I release it to you. I surrender completely to you. I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. And from this day forward, I want to live in victory. I want to live in your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, come up here real quick. I just want to say hi. Oh, my gosh. What an exciting, exciting day. This is amazing. You know what? We have a Bible and some material. This is Chris Cleveland. He's the pastor at UHC, and he's going to take you to give you some material, okay? Anyone else? Make your way with them. Would you stand to your feet? Don't leave yet because God has a word for you guys. You've been fighting through your pain. God's been speaking to you tonight. Some of you are trying to hide the pain, act like, no, no, I'm over it. But you're not. That's why you're thinking about it. So tonight, we have some prayer team. Our prayer team's going to come up front. And as they come up front, I want you to know they're here to pray with you. So Make your way forward and say, you know what? Just pray with me. You don't have to go into detail, and if you want to, you can. But just say, would you pray for my household? Pray for my marriage. Pray for my children. Pray for my parents. Pray for my situation. Just ask them to stand with you. Make your way up. We won't prolong this, but let's take time to just release it to the Lord. Sing it out. Be the choir. Oh, cry out to God right now. Sing it with us. Cry out to the Lord right now.
trust him for your miracle right now. And say, God, you know the things we're doing right. And there's a whole bunch of them, God. But you know where we're still lacking and we're falling short. So in the name of Jesus, remove our pride so that we can have healing in our home. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for life, this beautiful baby. I pray, Father God, that you break every generational curse and make a blessing over this household in the name of Jesus. Oh, sing it out to the glory of his name. I am blessed. I am called. Oh, yes, I am. Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in Diego. good and will be good. I encourage each of what each of you to hear to take what you've heard here tonight, let it just become a deep seed and grow and turn into powerful works in your life as you walk out the doors today, as you walk in our community, would each of you just be a light. I pray that each of you be a light for Jesus Christ in this world. It is always an honor to worship with you, always an honor to pray. Let's just pray one last time as we walk out. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We thank you for how good you are to us, all the amazing things that you have done for us, Heavenly Father. We pray that you just become the light of our lives, that you would light our path every day, Heavenly Father, that we would walk in the purpose for which you have created for each of us, Heavenly Father. 
Thank you for the good things that you have done, the good things that you are doing, and for the good things that you will do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Church, go out and live it out. It's good to see you. We'll see you Sunday.